gets better if you're visiting, I promise. Hope so. Hey, uh, just a quick word here at the start. Um, man, we had a great night of worship last Sunday night. And uh, we, you know, we're trying to do this thing at least once a semester or so. It's called Immerse. And just like two hours of worship and prayer and just... You know, we can't, you know, Sunday mornings are you know, a little tighter, but, but uh, it's great every now and then to just, just take the lid completely off and uh, just go for it and worship. It was a great, great time. Had a bunch of folks here, and uh, I think everybody was really encouraged. wanted to highlight that. And uh, if you would, open your Bibles to James chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. We are at the finish line here for this series on the book of James. And uh, I've enjoyed it, um, you know, ready to look at the next uh, series. I was joking about having to go through, uh, you know, whatever I'm preaching on. So had some opportunities to find peace along the way. Anybody else? Can I just get a big witness out there? It's interesting how the Lord uh, uses what we're talking about on Sundays to give us opportunities to grow. You know, and I just want to just parenthetically, even before I read this, you know, because God is good, you know, He is not, uh, and He created us to be able to respond to Him in love, it's like there's space where He's not going to just control every single thing that happens. He's going to let us respond in love or make bad choices. And, you know, or people, other people make bad choices that affect us and cause pain in our lives or cause suffering. But you know what the Lord's committed to in the midst of all that? Is working all of those things that happen that are hard in our lives to bring about good. And it's like He takes those hard things and He uses them as an opportunity for the stuff that needs to get out of our lives to get out of our lives. We get exposed to our stuff when we go through pressure. Somebody that knows what I'm talking about say amen right there. Because... You know, it's, it's true, man. You know, when everything's going great, we don't always know what needs to be dealt with in our lives. And can I, uh, you know, I just want to say that for all of our lives, we will be growing. And this is the process of sanctification getting ready for glorification. And we want to be people that are growing, 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 growing until the day we see Jesus. And I kind of wonder if eternity is not going to still be, you know, growing more into, you know, like we're not done, maybe, but... That's, that's my thought. that encouraging? Go through hard stuff. Finish this series on peace under pressure. Here we go. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. <laughs> I, I didn't know somebody was going to break out in the song, you know. Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him. And anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And again he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save him from death and cover a multitude of sins. Father, bless the reading of your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. So 
We are uh, finishing this series today, and uh, it does make sense that we would finish with an emphasis on prayer. You know, all the things that we've been looking at this, in this series about peace under pressure, it makes sense that this is how normal people walk out peace under pressure. And so that's why I called this, this passage, People Just Like Us. Because people just like us need encouragement that this whole thing is doable in Jesus Christ. And I know I'm not the only one. And this is one of those places that the Lord really used to change my life. This ending of James here. I remember being in prayer meetings years ago, and I wouldn't have called myself a deist. That's somebody that's here and God's over there. I I didn't think I was like that, but in practicality, in in the practical living of life, I kind of lived that way. I did my thing, and I read about God, and God did His thing, and the the two didn't intersect a whole bunch, to my understanding. But then, all of a sudden, one time we were in a prayer meeting, we started reading about this, and we started praying for people in the name of Jesus, and they started getting healed. Sick people started getting well. And it took us a little while to actually you know, connect the dots. You know, Susie, we prayed for her, and we were just thinking she got, she got better. It's weird. And finally we were like, oh, wow, God is alive and answering prayer. This is awesome, right? And uh, so it's life-changing. It's a great way to finish James. Hopefully it will be life-changing for all of us. It's about prayer. It's about normal people. And I'm going to keep emphasizing that. It's about normal people. People. Let's say that together. It's about normal people, just like me and just like you. And we have some stuff to fight through on this passage to actually believe that, but I'm going to try to help us by God's grace. So this passage really can bring great hope of God's power breaking into our lives, or, 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 or it can be a beatdown because I forgot to pray. I didn't pray enough. Did I pray the right way? Did I pray with the right voice? You know, and drop your voice and all that, and say Jesus, like, geez, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, Did I call the elders? Should I call the elders? Did, Did I call the elders on time? Was it too late? Was I out of the window when I should have called the elders? What's the ruling on that? Oh, my goodness. Have my prayers been answered? Did I confess? Didn't I? I thought I confessed. Maybe I didn't. No, I don't want to because I, yeah, I'm just not sure about this whole deal. Am I like Elijah? Am I, I don't think I'm like, Elijah's like a superhero. Blue spandex suit, S, cave waping, blowing in the wind. You know, that's Elijah. I'm, I'm just, I don't know, man. This is confusing to me and it, I just don't know if that actually encourages me. Elijah was a man just like us. That's, that's trouble. I don't think so. Elijah was a major prophet. Elijah was on the Mount of Transfiguration. It's convicting. Ah, maybe I am. Well, maybe I'm not. I turned someone away from their sins once. That's encouraging. But then I got a whole bunch of other people to go into sin. That's discouraging. What's my balance on all that? How am I doing? Where did I line up on this? And I tell you, this passage, when looked at in that light, can be just a just a ditch that we fall over into and stop forward progress altogether. Does that make sense? So it's, it, it matters how we think about this. 
I want to help us navigate this by looking where? To Jesus. That's right. To Jesus. He is the way, the truth, the life. And we need everything that's in this passage for us. We do lose our peace. We do need healing. We do get in trouble. We do need prayer. We do need brothers and sisters praying over us. We need all of this stuff that's promised here. And we, uh, so a couple, couple examples. Um, this past week, I was, uh, last Friday, uh, I hurt my back uh, lifting weights. And I mean, you can just imagine what it's like when I'm in there. The grunting, the, the, the loud noises, ah, as the multi-plates just go up and down, bouncing, ringing with the sound of metal clanging. I'm being facetious. Somebody picked up on it. Whatever it was I do in my wimpy little workout while I'm listening to sermons all the time, that's my, part of my deal. It's like multitasking. I'm getting more than one thing done at a time. Anybody else think like that? But uh, So I'm, I'm working out, and I, I tweaked something in my back. And I came home, I told Kim, I was taking Advil all week, weekend. And, and even on Sunday morning, last Sunday morning, I've got a, a gear bag that uh, it weighs about 16, 17 ounces. And I grabbed it out of the closet, and I went, ugh! I mean, less than a pound. And I, oh, ow, oh. And I took some Advil, and I came up here on Sunday, and Philip Putman was uh, drumming last week. And I said, hey, Philip, would you, would you just pray for me for my back to be healed in the name of Jesus? And he prayed. It was a, wasn't like fancy. It was probably like a seven, you know. <laughs> and nothing special. He said, Father, would you heal his back? In the name of Jesus, he said a couple other things and said, Amen. And I tell you, I didn't have any more back pain. Just, and I know that's not chronic. It's not long-term. You know, I'd feel for the guys that have had it. You know, but, but for me, it was pretty cool. We have authority to pray in the name of Jesus. Isn't that great? We have authority to pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, this past week, Ta Chad was telling me uh, a, a, a funny story about um, this... He was in his yard, working on a sprinkler thing, had a hat on with a light. By the way, I don't have one of those. I, there's no plan for me working in the yard at night. But, uh, but he had this, this hat, and uh, he saw this mangy cat coming into uh, his uh, garage, going into the garage. And he said, Lord, I'm just so tired of that cat. Cat always wants to get in his garage. I'm so tired of that cat. And... Uh, just, Father, in the name of Jesus, would you just make that cat go away? Keep him out of my house. I'm, I've got authority in my house. Just send him away in Jesus' name. Immediately, the cat goes, meow, and takes off. And uh, I was like, that's cool. That's what we're talking about. Authority to pray in the name of Jesus. But the key to this whole passage is in verse 16. The key to this thing is in 16. And... Uh, Okay, I would just go ahead and acknowledge there's a leak going on right here. We all see it. We all see it. We're going to move forward. We're going to, we're going to, through all kinds of trials, we're going to press on, right? Um, got a little flushing around the uh, air conditioners. What's going on there? Uh, issue. So here we go. Verse 16. Uh, the second part of the verse, the last part of the verse says, The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. 
And, you know, Yancey really helps me on some of the translation stuff. He's, you know, that's what he does. He translates the Bible. And he pointed out that the phrase for righteous man, a righteous man, is the same phrase that's used in other parts of the New Testament to say the righteous one. And the righteous one is way different than a righteous man. Does that make sense? So if it's the prayer of the righteous one is powerful and effective, that's a totally different feel than the prayer of a righteous man like me. You know, does that make sense? So I'm, I'm, am I righteous enough? It's that whole thing where we start looping on the performance deal rather than praying in the name of the righteous one. That he is the righteous one. And that's what James has been saying. The Father's good. He chose to give us birth into, uh, through the word of truth and to be a first fruits of all that he's created. Chapter 2, verse 1. As believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. And then down in chapter 2, verse 7, you know, the, these guys, they're the ones that are slandering the noble name of Him to whom you belong. And it's, it's a reference, this, the righteous one. You see it over in, uh, I'll give you an example real quick here. Uh, Acts chapter 3, verse 14 says, You disowned the holy and righteous one. Same word. The holy and righteous one. And asked that a murderer be released to you. And part of what I'm going to touch on in just a second, why this makes so much sense, is the contrast between Jesus and people like us. So here's the main thing. James is again pointing out our inclusion in Christ, our union with Christ in this passage. It's through Jesus that our prayers are answered. It's in His name that it all works out. And the main thing is this. Prayer is the way that normal people, just like us, find peace in difficult times in the power of Jesus Christ. It's in the power, in the name of Jesus Christ. A few things to see that I mentioned just a second ago there. The first one is this, the contrast. The contrast is between the righteous one, the prayer of a righteous, the, the righteous one is powerful and effective. So the, the, the contrast there is between uh, Jesus and Jamie, or Jesus and Ashley, or Jesus and Christy, or Jesus and Kenny, or Jesus and Graydon, Jesus and Jackie. Everybody see that? So that's the contrast. So that when he says Elijah was a man just like us, we don't go, oh, we can't, like he's right up there just below God himself. We don't do that. The, the contrast is Jesus and the rest of humanity. The point is, Elijah was a man just like us. Now, maybe he had a bigger assignment than some of us, and that's okay. And the bigger assignment you get, if you've ever had a big assignment, you know that it's, it's, it's not easy. And everybody's got assignments that they, that they will be stretched by. You know, I've just, you know, just, I've got some friends that are involved in worldwide ministry stuff with pressures from all over the world and sometimes I'll, I'll hear about another 3 a.m. clock a phone call that lasted for three hours and go oh man wow that blows my mind you know I don't know do I have that grace you know and so don't worry about somebody else's assignment Elijah though is a man he's just like us and when we say Jesus Christ here 
Even though we've been stumbling on Elijah. Anybody ever stumble on that? On Elijah? Go, wow. You know, that's just, who can do that? But Jesus is the ground of power. Jesus is the ground of answered prayer. Jesus is the ground of worship. Everything that we do here is through Jesus. Jesus is the man, fully God, fully man, who's in the circle of divine love. And he has brought us with his gigantic arms, the Son and the Spirit bring us into the embrace of the Father. That's the way Irenaeus spelled that out in the second century. You know, so he's brought us into the divine love. When we say the name Jesus Christ, we are not just, we're not blowing over a name here. We're saying Trinity and we're saying humanity together in one man. That's what we're saying when we say Jesus, Jesus Christ. You know, the Jews, they had a high priest. And one time each year, the, the uh, high priest would go into the Holy of Holies, beyond the veil, into the, into the very throne presence of God. One time a year. And tradition was that the high priest would get a rope wrapped around his ankle because they were so afraid of being in God's actual presence that they didn't know if he was going to die when he got in there and they'd put some bells on him on the rope so they could jingle it if he stopped moving. He goes in and I don't know that they ever had to use it, but that's tradition. They put a rope around the high priest's leg so they could drag him out if he died in God's presence. But he would come out and he would pronounce a blessing on the people, the ironic blessing, you know. And all of that was pointing to Jesus, who is the high priest, our high priest, who goes through the torn veil into the presence of God, into the throne room of God, and there a man is sitting. A man is in the very, at the right hand of God. There's Jesus. And, uh, you know, he pronounces a blessing on us. He pours out his spirit that we could learn more and more about what he is like and what he's brought us into. He is the righteous one, the Lord Jesus Christ. And against that is all of these other people, people just like us, people just like Pam, people just like Alan, people just like Randy, Nanda, people just like us. First Kings chapter 19, Elijah runs for his life. He's afraid. I think I could do that. I could, I could do that part of what he did. You know, the other part, I don't know. Might have been out of my assignment, you know. But I could do that. Run for my life. He's starving. He's emotionally wiped out. Anybody ever done some real ministry where you got to the very end of yourself? There's a, a few years ago, I was at the very, very end of myself. And, I, and it felt like somebody from the enemy was... I was on the rack. I was completely undone, and somebody's just walking up going, <laughs> ching, 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 you know, and I'm, ah, you know, and when you're completely wiped out, you think weird thoughts, and just, oh man, you're a setup for, for mess and problems, and so we all do that, you know, when we get under pressure, and that's what this what this passage is about. And the good news is that Jesus, the righteous one, is the ground of us praying prayers that matter and have power. You pray through the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in and through this Savior who has brought humanity with him into the, uh, just into the very presence of God. So that's the contrast that I want to hit on, first of all. The second thing to see are the promises. The promises. And so there's a bunch of promises 
in this passage. Answered prayers. Anyone in trouble? Pray. Happy. Sing songs of praise. Anyone sick? Call the elders of the church to pray over them, him, and anoint with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. Okay, so prayer is part of us expressing our dependence and our need upon God. There is a mystery here. God could have already done everything, right? But he doesn't work that way. He says, I'm going to work through men and women who are on the earth praying in the name of Jesus, who are bringing heaven right with them into the place where they are. And uh, we move out of independence and into trust when we tap into what's going on here in Jesus' name. It's making sense. Trying to just preach this uh, healing in community. It's another promise. There's healing in community. Verse 15, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he sinned, he'll be forgiven. You know, um, I want to just say everybody, you know, we're all people just like us. So the thing about the elders praying, you know, the best I understand, it's not like you need elders to pray over you to be healed. But there's like, uh, there's something about faith. I'll just leave it at that. I think there's something about faith, maybe some mature brothers, sisters, that kind of thing. There's something about faith being exercised in the middle of what's going on. And it's not a, it's not that always works. You can't do magic and you can't do sorcery with prayer. You know, and we live in the now, the kingdom has come in Jesus, but we're still living in this age, even though the age to come has broken in through Jesus. And we're living in this, this in-between time between the ages. So the kingdom is now, but the kingdom is also not yet. We see people healed. And then sometimes we don't. You know, and, and don't, you don't put that on somebody. You don't say they didn't have enough faith or any kind of weird, guilt-laden thing like that. You just look to Jesus and you trust Him. You call upon the name of the Lord. And one of the things we see even beyond the elders is that, and I hear about people being healed that other people prayed for all the time. I love it. You know, that's right. We're the body of Christ. I can't be everywhere, you know, that, that, would, be a, that would be wrong for me to even try to do that. So be free, be released, be the people of God, and, and expect to see your prayers answered because of the righteous one, because of Jesus Christ. So another promise is sins and forgiveness. Got any sinners in the room? When we commit sins, we are, there's a promise of forgiveness in Jesus Christ. And there's even some connection to the way we uh, speak of those things when we're receiving prayer, our confession, you know, and somebody else being able to pronounce forgiveness over us. Have you ever done something where you, you really blew it? Where you really blew it and you needed someone to say, you're forgiven in the name of Jesus. Man, I mean, there's just, there's something that's not, uh, it, it, you can't, uh, there's no substitute for, for that at times. We need other brothers and sisters to help us out on the journey and say, it's time to move on. It's time to move forward. Let that go in Jesus' mighty name. That sin is as far as the east is from the west. It's down at the bottom of the sea. The Lord, He remembers it no more, even though you keep replaying it over and over and over again. Because of Jesus, it's forgiven. So, He even makes a connection there to confession 
and uh, prayer and healing. You know, so sometimes when we're when we're praying for someone, um, I've had this experience. Maybe you guys have too, but it's like the Lord will just kind of prompt me on the inside to ask about forgiveness. Hey, is there is there any unforgiveness that you got going on? What just before we pray here in the name of Jesus, is there any unforgiveness there? And they'll go, you know, there is. And sometimes that's about emotional healing. But has anybody ever seen like an unforgiving person be sick a lot? I mean, I've seen it a number of a number of different occasions where where there's just there was getting into the light and not holding on to this thing like it's a precious thing that they can hold and judge hold over the other person and judge them with and feel better about themselves. It's time to get in the light and forgive. And one of the things that happens in that process is just all that God has for us. Him making things right, even in our bodies, in our psyche, in our soul, mind, will, emotions, all of that. So that's another promise there. And then prayers through Jesus are powerful. That's, the, again, the prayer of the righteous one is powerful and effective. Okay? I don't always have enough faith, but I know even when I'm... When I'm up against it when it's some big thing and the Lord's wanting me to pray for them, I know I can always tap into Jesus' faith. And that's really the faith that's going to matter. You know, Intercession, you guys, is where we create a meeting between God and somebody. And it's like even just in the laying on of hands, it's like, Lord, God, meet with them. And it doesn't have to be fancy. It's just, Father, would you have mercy on them and heal them? In the name of Jesus Christ. You know, and God moves, you know, so many times. And uh, powerful, wonderful ways. And again, like I mentioned earlier, from verses 17 through 20, there's different assignments uh, for different people. Sometimes they're big. Elijah was a man just like us, but it's, he's doing this national political thing that's totally visible. People are, you know, it's life and death. He's running for his life. Not everybody has that assignment. But, you know, a lot of us will have this next assignment. You know, when a brother turns away and someone goes and helps him and helps him get back on the path, you know, you, you do something wonderful in doing that. You cover a multitude of sins. And it's not like this isn't a new plan for atoning uh, for sins. Jesus Christ has done all that. But what have you done in somebody's life, in, in his life? Not in your own, but what have you done in his life when you've helped him start walking toward Jesus or her? Think about all the sins that they're missing out on that they otherwise would be committing had you not been able to help them. Does that make sense? That's what's going on there. Covering a multitude of sins. And uh, good news, helping somebody out of a ditch, helping somebody get back in the light, helping somebody just th through kindness and not judging them in a way that God doesn't judge them. You know? Just remember how kind God's been with you when you're trying to help somebody else out. Log out. Eyes filled with God. You know, uh, again, I just... Uh, Here's a little Lewis piece, is that if we get second things first on this, we'll miss it with people. First things have to be first. God loves us. God loves us. And when I get that, 
then I'm able to slowly start seeing that, that he loves me, but that he loves Pam just as much as he loves me. He loves Dennis with the same love that he loves me with. And all of a sudden, it, it, it starts to free me as I keep the first thing first from putting stuff off on somebody else, from making uh, some kind of need that I've got rise up above how God feels about me and how God feels about them. First things stay in first. And so let me wrap this up. The last thing to see here, just as we finish even the series, is peace. We need to see the peace. The peace that God brings. It's wrapping up this section, but it's wrapping up the book. When we pray, it's like we're standing with one foot in heaven and one foot on the earth. And it's like we're tapping into heaven, but we're, we're praying on the earth. You know, and this is the trajectory of Scripture. Everybody, I, this is, it's Jesus coming down. The, the whole book ends, the whole Bible ends. Heaven, new heavens, new earth. You know, no separation. It's like when we pray like this, we are helping to picture this, to bring this reality, to create this meeting between God and these people, to do this all in the power of Jesus, to be little Jesuses, as it were, on the earth, who are living by His life and expressing that life in our prayers and light. Does that make sense? So in the midst of all of that is peace that starts breaking in. I... I can't make peace a goal and end up with a peaceful life. What I need is not more peace. What I need is more Jesus. I don't need more patience. I need Jesus. I don't need more love. I need Jesus. I can't do it. And even if you live with the false idea, and it is a pseudo thing that you're actually pulling it off, it's eventually going to break down. You can't do it long haul. You know, maybe you had a good run. You know, I was doing the peace thing for like 62 days. Then the wheels fell off and the car skidded on the chassis down the street. Amen. Oh, um, and doesn't it help to encourage each other in this? I need encouragement. I need encouragement about the peace that I, I want to walk in, but I need community to help me do it. Here's a story, not in the notes. Had sermon planning on Wednesday morning. Very encouraging time for me with Yancey and a few others. And, and uh, uh, Chad had to leave early that morning. And, and so uh, I didn't even know that I was like communicating anxiety and stress. I didn't ask for prayer. And so we're about to wrap things up. And Tim and Yancey get up and they go, hey, can we just pray for you? embarrassing, kind of? Can we just pray for you? And they pray prayers of peace. Like I had not said, hey, I'm really stressed out. Will y'all pray? But whatever I was doing, whatever I was communicating, was like, golly, this guy needs prayer. Just the right thing to do is us to get up. <laughs> How did that happen, Tim? I don't know. I was like, oh, okay. Jesus. Oh, I'm a mess. So uh, all these things... Uh, they take us to interactions with the body, with brothers and sisters, expressing Jesus. Hit, you know, I was with somebody the other day, and we just hit on how important it is for us to sit face to face and talk through important stuff. 
not just make assumptions about what the other person's thinking and what the other person's thinking, but to sit face to face. It's good, isn't it? And hopefully, as we're wrapping this up, the point is clear. Our peace is found in the life of Jesus, in the life of another. Our peace, our hope, our love is found in Him. And uh, that means a lot for how we walk away from this series. We aren't trying to just do the right moral thing. I hope I've made that clear in James. It's not just about doing the right moral thing. In fact, if you could, like I was just saying, if you could pull it off for a long time, let's say not just two months, but you pulled it off for two years or, or ten years, you're still missing the fact that God wants to express His life through us. That's, that's what He's trying to do. And so we go through trials. And there is a joy dynamic. We don't think about it that way, but there's a joy dynamic because we go through those trials and always God manifests more of His life as we learn to trust Him through those times. So it's this trusting in the life of Jesus. You know, yeah, if we could do it, we'd miss out on the life that God really does want to bring. Praying in the name of Jesus. That this Jesus is right there in the divine circle, the triune circle of love. Father, Son, and Spirit. And uh, when I go through trials, or when we go through trials, something wonderful is happening. That's a promise that God's going to be working through that to bring about good, to bring about more of His image, more preparation for being heaven's people. And He gives us birth as first fruits of all that He's doing, all that He's created in Jesus Christ. It's all, it's all in Jesus. If you can just imagine, everything that we want to do, be about everything, is in Jesus. Everything. Worship, good worship, is worship that points to Jesus. It allows us to get in His, His, His realm, His place where He's reigning. Prayers. You know, I love prayer meetings because it's like a place of revelation where God's really speaking as we listen to Him. Prayers and um, just all the different things. Eating meals together can be like that in the name of Jesus. Our peace, our language, the way we speak, all the things He's talked about in this letter. Taming the tongue, being wise, submitting ourselves to the Lord, not having raging wars going on on the inside of us. That only happens in one place. It's in Christ. I feel like I'm being redundant. But the good news is that Jesus makes it all available to people just, just like us. People just like you. People just like me. He makes it all available. Normal people with real needs, real lives, real trials, real sins, places we've messed up, places we've blown it, places where you know we went days without thinking about the Lord, without trusting that His life would be lived in us. But it's all in Jesus, and He's wanting to make us that kind of people that, you know, that bow our knees and say, Jesus, you're the Lord. You're the Lord. Live through me. Live in my mind, my thinking, my, my attitudes, my words. Let me be tender during the course of this day. You know, and I, I've said it a, a thousand times, but I find that it works best when I do start that way in the morning. Just morning by morning by morning, calibrating my heart, my life to Jesus. And I want to encourage you guys to do it as well. Amen. Okay, so worship team.
ministry team come up. Everybody stand up if you would. And, you know, we've touched on, man, we've touched on a bunch of stuff. It's finishing up the series. It could be something about peace that the Lord's just bringing. Hey, I want to go to the next place and walking in peace. Or it might be something that we've talked about today just in the course of the promises. Something about healing. Something about community. Something about being prayed for in the name of Jesus. Maybe there's something to get in the light about. It's a safe place. Nobody has it all figured out. We're all on a journey. And this really is a safe place. So, Father, in Jesus' name, just meet us right where we're at today. And, and Lord, release, release prayer. Lord, release even an understanding that it's, it's all in Jesus, the righteous one, for people just like us, just like, just like me, people just like me, people just like you, just like you. So Lord, change us, bring a, bring a new, uh, just a new expectation of living life in you for your glory, being pulled right into the, the, the dance of peace that happens between Father, Son, and Spirit, the dance of love that happens there. Express that fruit by your spirit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we're going to take a few minutes, and if you've got a prayer need, come. Come.